This is Retail Retold, the story of how that store ended up in your neighborhood. I'm your host, Chris Ressa, and I invite you to join my conversation with some of the retail industry's biggest influencers. This podcast is brought to you by DLCNet. Welcome to Retail Retold, everyone. I'm your host, Chris Ressa, and I'm excited for you to join me today. Today, we're going to talk about a few things. Uh, it's just me and Vic, no interview. I'm going to tell you how a store ended up where it did. I think you'll find it insightful. So before we get there, uh, what's been going on? Well, uh, first off, just got back from vacation, went to St. Thomas. If you haven't been, uh, it was my first time to the U.S. Virgin Islands. Really interesting place. Uh, super mountainous. I don't love heights. And uh, the first day, uh, our, our house that we Airbnb was on top of this mountain. Views are spectacular. But getting up the mountain, there's some narrow roads. We're in a Jeep Wrangler. Uh, it was... Uh, you know, my hands were sweating on the steering wheel as we were driving up. Definitely got used to it by the end of the trip, but at the beginning, I was uh, it. It was a little scary. I must admit, uh, trip was great. Uh, I was just overlooking Macon's Bay, which was really cool, uh, and that's where we hung out most of the time. Was Macon's Bay, where definitely a beach family. It was nice. If you can see in the back here, if you're watching on video. We have snow here in the New York area on the ground, and it was nice to get to some sun and fun for a week uh, over the February break. One thing I will say um, that was interesting. So when my family and I go to a sun and fun place, we typically like uh, to eat at, at local fish joints. So if you're thinking about it, right, if you go to Florida, you go to anywhere and they'll have like five different types of fish and you could get it grilled, blackened, fried, however you want. You choose the fish, you choose the style, and they bring you grilled fish with some rice and some vegetables. And we love eating that. Not a lot in that because uh, there's some of the fish because of the trench in between St. Croix and uh, St. Thomas. Um, there's some, some neurotoxin that makes some of the fish that comes up out of this trench that makes some of the fish inedible. So most of the food is Caribbean fair food, which is delicious, just unexpected for us. So that was one interesting piece, but the, the people were super nice. The, we went on a boat trip that was fantastic, uh, called, uh, the name of the company was Seize, S-E-A-S, uh, Seize the Day. Uh, that was really cool. So overall, fantastic kids loved it wife loved it it was an amazing trip excited uh for that but definitely uh rejuvenated recharged uh and ready to take on the rest of the year i i would because of how i planned the trip uh with it being over a february break and a president's day it was a bit slower in the business world so i i, I can't say i didn't do any work i did so I wouldn't say I probably unplugged more than most, and I wouldn't say unplugged, wrong word. I would say it decompressed more than most vacations. So I am energized right now. I'm excited. Uh, the only issue, if you're looking at the top of my head, so day two, I use sunblock 
And I am, uh, I, I just wrote this on black all over my face. Just it was the first time, I guess it was the suntan lotion we used that I had that suntan lotion in my eyes and it was terrible. It took hours to like with eye wash and water or whatever to get it out. So that was day two. So the rest of the trip above my nose, I was like, I'll get burnt. I'm not using something. That was insane. And if you look, the, you know, shit, my head, the top of my head is peeling now because I didn't, I should have used probably some on the top of my head, but the, 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 the sweat from the heat was bringing the suntan lotion into my eyes and it, it, it was unbearable. So the rest of the trip, I got probably a bit too much color on my head and uh, lesson learned, I need some suntan lotion that is uh, tear-free, no doubt. So that's the story there. Anyway, what's been going on? So I want to tell a story about uh, Starbucks in Newburgh. Store's not yet open. However, uh, they are uh, opening soon. And I am excited for this one uh, in Newburgh, New York, um, uh, Mid Valley Shopping Center on Mid Valley Mall. Uh, it's not a mall. It's a shopping center in open air uh, anchored by Mark 32. But I am excited uh, about this one because it is an interesting uh, time period for open air retail. So, and, and, and this deal kind of hits home on some of the opportunities. And I think when you're owning open air retail and are you owning any commercial real estate, well, the, the easiest way to add value that you control is to lease up vacant space. Well, in a world where there's less vacancy in open air retail, how do you continue to add value to properties? And for us, it always it's going to be the vacancy and potentially upgrading tenancy. That that's always the top of mind and number one. But but let's put that aside. What are some other ways? that you can increase NOI and add value to properties. Well, I think one is on the, you know, on the renewals. And so there's definitely a focus on, you know, renewal spreads and, and, you know, especially in an inflationary environment pushing on renewals. So that's one, maybe, maybe you're able to push the renewals more than you had expected. Uh, but that is certainly one area that increase value at properties. The second is that, that we're very focused on is ancillary income. And, you know, the Inclos Mall folks have done this for years in the in the in the common areas of malls, right? Where they have done a few things. They've done kiosks, temp tenants, and they have done um Sponsorship deals, right? You see advertising deals in enclosed malls all the time. Not as prevalent in the open air. And and when I'm thinking of 
ancillary income, I'm thinking of some different things. So uh, what, what, what are some things we've done? Uh, one, uh, solar is an opportunity for ancillary income. Uh, two, one of the things we've done, we've done a lot of LED lighting at our projects. And that's not necessarily income. It's adding value, though, because total electric usage at properties coming down. We've done many of our properties. Uh, we, we've added LED lighting. Um, we've done a uh, a billboard deal in Houston, which is really interesting. We're adding a billboard to a property because it's just right on the interstate. Uh, and a company that rents out the, the billboard spaces is the tenant. So that that's fascinating one. So ancillary income. So one is renewals, two is ancillary income. And then three is an oldie but a, a goodie that people are, I think, in, in commercial real estate frustrated with. And I'm trying not to get frustrated with and trying to push, which is densifying properties, which is development, right? And development is really challenging in today's day and age. Uh, it's it's obviously more challenging when you have to acquire new land. But if you acquired land previously and you, you're, you know, maybe you have a bit of a different basis, uh, development might be a way to add value and the right development. The second piece that people get frustrated with development, especially in integrated shopping centers, is all the no-build areas and site control that certain tenants may have, which requires waivers. We've talked about waivers on restrictive uses for years now, and that, that was a hot topic. But the other uh, waiver that you might encounter is that you need from tenants to do a development is site control where they have no build areas. Well, uh, if you can get those, you can unlock value. You can get those waivers. You can unlock value in properties where you might not have thought you could develop. And then you have to go through the municipal efforts to get a approved new building that wasn't currently approved. So I think those are the three, you know, really sticky points in trying to get a new development on the existing property done, which is one, can you get the economics to work? And then two, once you get the economics to work, can you get site control on your existing property from uh, tenants to get that building built? And then third, can you get it approved? So um, we have a, uh, we've been doing a bunch of Starbucks deals and you know, the team had put this property in front of them and it just so happened they were interested in this property. But finding a location on this property was uh, super challenging. We um, we first started with a vacant end cap and building a drive through that we couldn't get designed, right? No, but we couldn't get a design. We couldn't get the queuing to work. Uh, it, it just wasn't going to work. And then time had gone by and we had tried to figure out where to put them on other parts of the property and couldn't, couldn't uh, figure out it. And then finally, there was this one spot 
second on what I would say the non-main extras of the property where it's super visible, we could get them actually freestanding building. And, and, and we really hadn't thought of it uh, because the grade change was so severe that we thought it would be too expensive. Well, we ended up uh, working out a deal with Starbucks where we could make the numbers work would be true to the site. So next, so we got we got the building between DLC and Starbucks, you know, on the same page. Now we have site control issues. Uh, our gracer had uh, we we couldn't take away um, this part as part of their no build. So we went back and forth with the grocer for some time, some months, to try to figure out a deal to allow them to uh, allow us to build a Starbucks. So after some time, that was a lot of back and forth. Definitely message me if you want to know how that went, more more detail. Uh, but we got them to agree to allow for Starbucks. And then, and, and it was interesting because that arocer has right, you know, it wasn't violating the use, but the grocer did, they didn't have a, a, a restriction on coffee, but they did have the right to sell coffee. So getting that ability to do Starbucks was a coup. So now we've got tenant consents, we've got an economic deal, and we've got uh, a site plan draw. So we go for approvals, and by and large, this is approved, but one of the things that's a condition, um, and this was in a, a public setting up a condition for us to uh, build this Starbucks is well, there's a water tower site. And the municipality wants us to paint the water tower. And that's a condition to building the Starbucks. And so um, now we have to go and figure out how to paint a water tower, which is a unique uh, job to be done, right? It's not just a the the little painter who paints your bedroom. They don't do typically water towers. This is a very specialized job. So finding the right group uh, to do that uh, and then to execute on that uh, and then make the cost work not easy. But long and short, the water tower is not paid. The Starbucks isn't built. It's all approved. We're about to start the water tower project. And uh, I'm excited uh, because by the end of this year, Starbucks will be at this property. So I mentioned this because... This is the creativity and the effort that in a low vacancy environment it takes to add value to properties. So again, if you're struggling to add value to properties or you're thinking about it, you know, three ways that I think are really compelling or one, the renewal front, that's always one that is top of mind for folks, but on renewals in today's environment where there's no place for tenants to relocate to, landlords definitely have leverage on renewals. A two ancillary income, maybe a little bit different than the ancillary income of yesteryear that the enclosed malls used 
uh, to grow and white their properties. And then three is can you densify a project? And that's what we talked about today, a, a density play uh, at Mid Valley Mall in Newburgh, New York. With that, uh, that's what I got today. Uh, if you haven't gone on a vacation, highly recommend it. Uh, it's day one back. It's early morning, uh, but I'm fired up. All right, everyone. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Retail Retold. If you want to share a story about a retail real estate deal that you were a part of on our show, please reach out to us at retailretold at dlcmgmt.com. This show highlights the stories behind the deals from all perspectives. So it doesn't matter if you are a retailer, broker, entrepreneur, architect, or an attorney. Also, don't forget to subscribe to Retail Retold so you don't miss out on next Thursday's episode.